It's January 10th, 2018, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. First up, we're going to have Tarek Shribadi from the Robotics Education and Competition Foundation. He's here to tell us about the upcoming VEX Robotics Competition. Also, Chris Stylinger from Twitter is going to tell us about the Lava One Conference. And then we'll talk to Mele Kalama Kingma from... Mala, Mama, Mamalani LLC and Jan Hori from Hawaiian Pie Company. She actually brought pies. And of course, they're the two companies out of the 10 that are part of Mana Up's first cohort. Absolutely. But as mentioned, first up, let's welcome Tarek Tribadi from the Robotics Education and Competition Foundation. Welcome to the show. Aloha. How are you guys doing? Absolutely. And we love talking robotics. And we, even though this is probably the robotics show for Hawaii, we ourselves are dazzled by the many different programs that are still happening and thriving here in Hawaii. So for the upcoming VEX competition, for those who need to wrap their brains around it, which one is VEX? Okay, VEX is a program that runs basically from grades 3 through 12 here on the islands. We've got two different programs. The first is VEX IQ, which uses a basically mm-hmm. plastic-based uh, robot system where the kids don't have to do use any tools, but they learn how to do programming. They can do it either graphically or writing C programming. Um, and then for the older kids, middle school up through high school, we use the VEX Robotics Competition, which is a metal-based robot. It looks kind of like an erector set, uh, although it's not the erector set that we may have been used to as kids because it's got brains and sensors and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> Tarek, I've uh, seen you at many of the VEX uh, Robotics Competitions here. In fact, there was one uh, maybe a couple couple months ago that was over at the UH uh, Campus Center Ballroom, right? I mean, that was that, that, that was, was the Pan Pacific, right? That was the Pan Pacific. That's an international event that's not just for teams from Hawaii. We mm-hmm. had teams from China. We had teams from the mainland. In the past years, we've had teams up from New Zealand even. Now, the competition there that I had been a part of uh, as, a, as one of the judges, uh, there were grade school competitions as well as high school competition all at the same kind of same time, right? Correct. And the, the grade school stuff was the VEX IQ. That's mm-hmm. the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they do is more age-appropriate to them, get them enthusiastic. Uh, but basically, if they do programming, they're using the same language at elementary school, middle school, and high school in the program. So they just start to just get more sophisticated as they get older. Now, um, I've always enjoyed going to robotics competitions because certainly I could also enjoy a volleyball game or a basketball game. But even when you're talking about robotics, the level of energy and enthusiasm, and in fact, because it is a student event and it's down there on the ground, it's you can get up pretty close and uh, experience that. Um, what is the what is the ramp up to this competition like for the students that are participating? Is this something that they do extracurricular, or is it part of their school program? So this can happen in any one of a number of ways at different schools. We try to provide programs that are very flexible. It can either be an after school program, it can be a program that's run during school hours. Uh, the foundation I work for actually provides. Uh, curriculum that is free to teachers, that if they choose to use that in the classroom, aids them in teaching the kids uh, various aspects of robotics. But in the meantime, they're also learning language skills, communication skills, and things like that. Now, the Pan Pacific, which was, uh, like I said, a couple of months ago, winners from that go to the international competition, which is at in Louisville, correct? Right. No, the Pan Pacific, actually, the winners from that come to the event this weekend, oh, which is okay. going to be wow. the state championship for the state of Hawaii. 
Um, it's going to be up at the Kamehameha High School mm-hmm. uh, here in Oahu. And uh, it's going to have not only uh, the younger kids, but it'll have all the different programs. Saturday is going to be um, going to be the older kids with the metal robots, and Sunday is going to be the younger kids with the the plastic robots. So all the one all the competitions that were uh, up until this point were basically qualifier, correct? Qual- qualifying, yeah. and there was one intermediate one that was right. Uh, I think it was at Kamehameha School, maybe about yeah. a month ago. There's about thirty different types of events here. Some of them are tournaments where it's just a one day event. Mm-hmm. We've also introduced a concept of leagues so that the kids that are on the outer islands don't have to travel to other islands in order to participate because that gets to be really costly for the schools. We're concerned with making sure that it's affordable and sustainable in the schools. Great. So this event, it's uh, this weekend, there's certainly intense student competition, but the final rounds are particularly interesting. Open to the public, correct? Everything is open to the public. Um, we don't charge any fees. It is absolutely free, and winners from this will go to Louisville, Kentucky, and you've got to see the look on those kids' faces. Mm. Oh, yeah. Especially if they've never been off the islands when they hit Louisville. It's super exciting. So where can people go to find out where and when this is all taking place? Well, there's several websites. Uh, RobotEvents.com is the site that will have all the listings for all of the events that we run. Mm-hmm. They can go there and look at that. And the other is our organizational website, which is RoboticsEducation.org. Okay, Fantastic. very good. Thank we'll you. be definitely putting that up on our website later on tonight. And now we want to welcome Chris Salinger, and he's from Twitter. He's here to talk about awesome. the Lava One Conference. Well, uh, yeah. Aloha. Thanks for having me. So um, I know when we were talking about uh, – you had reached out a while back on Twitter. I did. And I was so excited about any new tech conference, but there was suddenly this education process that had to happen. So let's accelerate that. It's the Lava One conference, Mm -hmm. which is focused on Java. But a lot of people might think, oh, yeah, JavaScript. I've heard of that. It's not JavaScript. No, it's not. No, I I, I hear that all the time. No. JavaScript is like the scripting language that's – primarily used in the web browser. Java mm-hmm. is this language implementation that basically all of the world runs on, mm-hmm. right? B- big banks and all the big companies, they use Java. Right. It's not a, it's a pretty heavyweight, pretty powerful oh, solution. Yes. And Wasn't so, that something that the Sun Microsystems had oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, developed early? Yeah, early? yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I used to work for Sun oh, okay. back in the day mm-hmm. and then Oracle, obviously, but mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm at Twitter, and it's good. I, I definitely, you know, it's hard not to want to ask questions about Twitter. I'm certainly <laughs> a huge fan, even though it can be a little problematic. Is the good is a good word? I love Twitter, but well, stick, stick, sticking with uh, the Lava One conference, right? You are covering not just the development of it, though. From what I can see, there's there's IT, you know, at pretty core IT level applications that you're going to look at, even specific business applications. That's correct. Yeah. Um, I I call it a Java conference. It's not technically true. I should probably call it a, a JVM conference, a, Ch- a Java, Java virtual, virtual ma- machine, machine conference, because we we have we have a talk about Akka, for example, which is you know another language that I don't even know if you know that one, um, but it, but it runs on top of the JVM. Many languages run on top of the JVM, right? You have Scala and all these other ones. Um, so we have different talks. We have talks about the Spring framework that I think people these days are very interested in. Um, we have a talk about JUnit 5, you know, the new the new JUnit framework. It's just a new version coming out, um, different things. We have women talking about women in technology, for example. Mm-hmm. So we have things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, where does Java sort of fit in the whole sort of ecosystem of, of programming languages that people are talking about now? I mean, whether it's Python or Ruby or, you know, any of the languages for your mobile apps? 
Right. Uh, it's it, Java is primarily used in in big enterprises. You know, it's it's it's. I I, I told this to someone earlier today. It's what you start up your company with whatever language you have at hand or which you like best. You know, you you prototype in Python or whatnot. Uh, and then at some point you you get too big and you you, you need to scale mm-hmm. and all these languages don't scale but the, the JVM does and then you either move to Java itself or Scala or something else that runs on top of JVM that's that's usually how it goes. Okay. Um, Java is a rather old language but it's still very relevant. I still I, remember Java on some of the first PCs I ran. In fact, one of the reasons why it was attractive was that it was a runtime environment that worked on whatever platform because Java was itself. It could be on a Mac or on a Windows machine. Correct, yeah. So do they use Java heavily at Twitter? Uh, we So most of our microservices are written in Scala. Mm-hmm. We have a few Java ones as well. It's just... Um, Scala, it compiles down to Java bytecode as, as Java itself, so there is no difference I in see. actually running it then on the JVM. So this is just something you, Chris, are just incredibly <laughs> passionate about to organize a conference in Hawaii on the North Shore uh, right. to talk about Java. Yeah, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm living out here and I work remotely for Twitter and mm-hmm. I, I realize that um, there are smart people out here and they go to the university, but most of them leave after and so I thought if, if we have something like a, a conference out here, that would be a, a small piece of the puzzle to get more things going here. And and one other reason is that I, I lived in California before, and I worked for Oracle at that time, and I wanted to move out here. And it was very difficult for me to come here mm. so that the company lets me go. If, if you want to relocate to another state, that's fine, right? You want to move to Kentucky? Sure, go ahead. But if you, if you say, I would like to relocate to Hawaii mm. – People start to say, what are you doing there exactly, <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. they don't realize it's a state as any other state where people work, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's not only vacationing. It's it's real work. And so I, I want to, you know, give something back, and I hope a conference like this. So this conference is coming up next week. It, yeah. um, but uh, from you mentioned wanting to reach out to students. Is there a discount for students to attend the Lava One conference? It's a pretty good discount, okay. yeah. Oh, <laughs> free. <laughs> it's free, yes. Oh, it exactly. is free. Yeah, it is free. Um I made it as cheap as possible for, you know, regular attendees. It's only $100 for two days for 12 sessions. Um, that's the cheapest you, you, you'll you find a conference for on this. any Java conference yes. or even a technology right. conference. Right, and we have, we have good international speakers coming. So where, uh, where and when is this? It's uh, 15th and 16th, Monday, Tuesday, uh-huh. in La Ia, in the in the courtyard, the Marriott. La Ie. Oh, La Ie, okay. Yeah. I like that you're even just getting out of Waikiki. That that could be interesting, too. That was the idea. Oh, very good. <laughs> so <coughs> where can the people go to find out? Uh, if you're listening and you understand all of this conversation about Java, and I certainly had to learn as well, um, where can they go to find more information and sign up? Right. The easiest is to go to Twitter, twitter.com, and then type in Lava1 into the search bar. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. The, the Lava One Conf account will show up. There's a link that goes to the event webpage where you could get a ticket. I see. Oh, Either yep. buy one or if you have a valid student ID card, you just get a free student ticket and show up. Okay, very it. good. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Mele Kalama Kingma from uh, Mamalana, Mamalani, LLC. We'll get to talk to her. And Jan Hori from the Hawaiian Pie Company about Mana Up. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ulupono Initiative, Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working, and iDoctors Hawaii. Hi, my name is Terry Savage, and I proudly support Hawaii Public Radio. Listening to HPR is like looking at good art. It offers variety, depth, perspective, and nuance you won't find anywhere else on radio. Not everything I hear is necessarily my cup of tea, and that's okay. HPR's programs stretch my thinking and keep me connected to an ever-changing, complex world. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Welcome back to Bike Marks Cafe. Now joining us are Mele Kalama Kingma and Jan Hori. Mele is the founder of Mamalani LLC, maker of all natural body care products. Meanwhile, Jan Hori founded Hawaiian Pie Company, which specializes in melt-in-your-mouth buttery fruit pies and baked goods. Mm, yummy. And there's some in the studio. Yeah. This is very distracting. So <laughs> where does Mana Up fit in their business evolution? We want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank Aloha. You. Thank you. So I will start with, let's see, I'll start with Jan. Jan, tell us a little bit about, you know, your history. I mean, how long has Hawaiian Pies been around? Hawaiian Pie Company actually uh, opened its doors in December of 2014. So mm. we just completed year three. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a bakery back in the day uh, in the 70s and 80s and 90s. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law and my husband started a bakery. It was called uh, Holy's Bakery Manoa. Oh, okay. and you know he got a job with the FAA, so he we actually closed the business. But during the time that we weren't, you know, in business, we were always making pies for people and sharing them and creating new flavors. And when he retired in 2014, the timing worked out really well, where we were able to open our doors and we presented our new flavors as well. Now. I had I had to ask. My family's from Kapa'au, the north side of the Big Island, and there's a Holy's Bakery, or you know, it's it's, it's well known there. Is there a connection between these? Yes, there is. Amazing. My husband's grandfather is the founder. So there's a significant Small history world. to this. Yes, bakery. Oh. yes, and it's a long line of bakers. I My father-in-law it. actually came out of retirement, and he's moved back to Honolulu just to come into the bakery and help us out. Our son is the third generation in the bakery. He's learning the ropes, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's been a really fun adventure for us. Let's, let's say the journey's been great for us. I love it. And Mele, so what's the uh, background of Mamalani LLC? Well, uh, Mamalani is actually the name of my grandmother. Um, we are fourth generation Kailua family, um, farmer, fisherman, type. Uh, my grandma was a hula teacher, my first hula teacher. And um, we just, uh, she taught us, you know, to just care for the land and use natural everything. So um, I started creating natural body products with my background in nutrition. Hmm. And um, no, you, have a, you have a box of things there. Kind of describe what you have there. Yeah. So we have a bunch of stuff, but we, we do make <laughs> deodorant, uh, natural deodorant. What are you doing uh, there? <laughs> That's I, a, I think I might need deodorant. Try it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powder deodorant, um, so we don't require any preservatives. Um, it's edible. It might not taste good, but it helps you smell good. Uh, we do make deodorant sticks. We also have 
um, kind of aromatherapy oils. Uh, we use ho- local Hawaiian essential oils from the Big Island. Mm. So, Melly, is this a business that you were running uh, for a while? When did you start? So we started um, May 2012. Mm. Um, I just had my first baby. I noticed, you know, I wanted to use natural products, and um, I kind of just... Um, went from there so we started off with our body powder and then we expanded into a, um, some aromatherapy also some Hawaiian healing um, products as well like a salve for sore muscles and tension and <laughs> so you know Jan and Melly you both are uh, clearly doing we're clearly doing well as a business you had a space or you're selling and expanding your product line what was it that drew you to a program like mana up we uh, previewed it as it just came into existence and talked to Melly more recently about how the program was coming together, trying to do a kind of incubator program for locally made products. What told you that this was something that would help you in your business? Let's start with Melly. Um, I think six, so I've been in business for about six years and mm-hmm. I really do need help, um, mentorship as far as how to expand, how to grow, because it's been just myself, my dad, and some friends really um, making the products, selling the products. Hmm. We do craft fairs. We sell at Whole Foods and Down to Earth. Um, but we're at that point where we need to um, have expertise that are beyond us. Um, our expertise are making the products, not really selling, distributing, getting it out there hmm. type of thing. And so... How to expand in Hawaii, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges of shipping and things that we don't really know. So, <laughs> so, so. when you talk about growing, what is it that you define growing as? Is it growing the market here or growing the market elsewhere? Um, growing as far as how to make more products, how to hire employees, and then how to export, yes. Um if that's the right model for us, um, how do we do that in a way that's going to still be cost effective and and still value, um, you know, the Hawaii agriculture? Yeah. And, and Jan, I mean, so what did you, I guess the thought process that you went through to decide, mm, maybe I should try something different? Ours is very, very, very similar to Millie's. Um, for us, we've always, you know, we like to look at different opportunities Um they have an amazing mentorship, and um, their network is one that would be very, very helpful for us. Um, we actually, in the time that we've been gone, we've missed a lot of things as far as the learning curve, for especially in the food industry. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new regulations and things that we need to be aware of, and we're learning as we go. Um, we've had to learn a lot as we were trying to, you know, distribute to the grocery stores, to other areas, like, for example, Costco. There's a lot of different challenges that we had to kind of overcome. Mm-hmm. And now that we've uh, started distributing to Hawaiian Airlines, there's a whole new dynamic. That's exciting, that we've, too. We're excited. We're in there. But it was challenging. And if we had people to go to immediately, I think it wouldn't have been so painful at times. Well, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit more about the kinds of um, resources that Mana Up makes available to entrepreneurs like yourself. But we have to take a short break. I now smell better, so I'm going to have some of this. Uh, so are you going to eat I'll pie? Very quickly. We have to take a short break so I can eat pie. But we'll be right back to continue our conversation with Mele Kalama Kingma and Jan Hori about their companies and the Mana Up experience. You're listening to Bite Marks Cafe.
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Ekahi Ornish Lifestyle Medicine, and Hawaii Pacific University. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now, of course, uh, let's see... <laughs> I kind of lost my place here. <laughs> We're talking to <laughs> Meli Kalama Kingman. It was the pie, I think. Uh, I think it was the pie. And Jan Hori about making Hawaii-based products with an eye on the global market. So just before the break, we talked about how you were in I mean, Jan, in your case, your family has, what, I mean, probably 90 years of experience in baking. You would think you'd know everything, but you realized there was more to learn. No, there's not. So you mentioned uh, an opportunity with Hawaiian Airlines and how something like Mana Up would be helpful. Let's say you're looking to your next big opportunity, another great distributor, a giant hotel chain. Um, what do you think the Mana Up program can bring to you on that front? On that front, actually, the big one for our company now, and we've been working on this for years since we started, um, is trying to get our e-commerce going. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Every day we get requests from people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we have tried many times to transport our pies, which are three pounds, um, to other parts of the U.S. 50% of them make it there, no problem. When we think we're ready to go, we do another test, and it fails. Hmm. So we have to go back to the drawing board. Um, so with their knowledge in e-commerce, we find that extremely valuable mm-hmm. to us. And it'll help us generate you know, income that we know is out there. And, you know, also it's allowing us to share Hawaii and our brand with other people outside of the state of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we want to do. So tell me a little bit about, uh, Mele, I mean, what is it that you saw in Mana Up that you felt could actually help you? Because, I mean, you have to evaluate whether the amount of time you're investing in going through this incubator is even worthwhile. Yeah, um, the background of the um, the founders, Melly and Michael and Brittany, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. um, they just have a wealth, a breadth of knowledge that I, I'm, I mean, like we're just kind of stuck in our workshop making deodorant. We don't have like the You're world. You're very good smelling <laughs> workshop. Um, you know, they have a lot of um, experience and, and knowledge and kind of can direct us. Like we're at the same thing. We, we want to have a good e-commerce. We want to be able to ship and export to people from I mean Hawaii is on the map right we're like people want a piece of Hawaii but we just it's a challenge getting there because of a lot of different things but um, just having the experience and the knowledge from um, from Mana Up is really helpful also their partnerships with Hawaiian Airlines um, Ulupono Initiative um, Kamehameha Schools a lot of um, companies that are really supportive of wanting to see local companies thrive, I think um, there's a lot of support. So, Jan, you know, I know this uh, program is just beginning. Can you give us a little hint as to what you might be going through as a result of going through the program? And tell me, is it, what, eight weeks, 12 weeks? It's a 12-week program, and then we do a presentation. Mm-hmm. And we encourage people to actually come and get tickets to to see us. We're going to be doing our pitches of our products. So all 10 companies that are in this first cohort are going to be gearing up to sell you um, mm-hmm. our product. It's a demo day, which it's is a, demo day. a very can exciting you, can you milestone. Can you share some of the other companies that are part of the, 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 co- the cohort? 
Yeah, so there's a Manoa Chocolate Company. Um, mm. There is the Monkey Pod Jam from Kauai. The tea chest, um, teas, uh, voyaging foods, which um, they use uh, local taro powder. Um, Kunoa kettle. Oh, mm-hmm. Kunoa, nice. Uh-huh. And then there's a Rainbow Bees. Mm-hmm. There's Rainbow Bees. There's Hawaiian Vanilla Company from the Big Island. And an, uh, I think the Kohana Rum um, company yes. as well. Well, so, you know, on yes. many levels, this is a delicious cohort. <laughs> I think no, the Demo Bay really is great. a ticket you're going to want to pick up. <laughs> so there is kind of a theme here. I mean, a lot of it is is sort of food, egg. I mean, mm-hmm. is that the general focus of Mana Up? I think, um, well, one of the last questions they asked in our interview, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but mm-hmm. um, was, are you interested in growing um, raw materials um, as part of your vision for your company? And I think that was um, a yes for all of us because we're all either utilizing locally grown um, products or also, or growing our own. Mm-hmm. And so for, for us, it's we collaborate with a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. either chefs or farmers, mm-hmm. and this is a great opportunity for us. I've met a couple of the other cohorts yesterday, and I can see us working together already mm-hmm. on you know developing new products. And I'm excited. I'm actually very excited mm-hmm. about the op- for the possibilities in sharing our products with the world. I mean, um, the accelerate programs I've seen, there's certainly the mentorship you get from the program itself and the business connections, the potential investors, but it is the other members of the cohort. When you are in a class together, um, you find all kinds of great ways to work together. And again, I think Mm -hmm. you mentioned a lot of complementary companies that way. Um, Mele, is there uh, one thing that, uh, are you going to have to, and if so, can you share uh, one thing that you want as the deliverable at the other end of this? Is it uh, a fully... uh, uh, stronger e-commerce site or a, a, a different marketing plan for an outside Hawaii market? What 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 do you want to achieve? Ooh, yeah, lots. No. <laughs> um, well, we have a subscription box that, that is a piece of Hawaii that you get every month shipped to your door. Um, I would really like to see that be a physical, like just, you know, you see these things online, like mm-hmm. people have like the yoga club, the cause box. There's a lot of the subscription box thing is kind of big right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Surf boxes. Right. Yeah. But we have we need a Hawaiian one that supports our local people. And so I'm really looking forward to having this subscription box be a real presence of Hawaii and a showcase of Hawaii and also a deliverable of having a great website. <laughs> For sure. And and Jan, you mentioned e-commerce. Is there uh, but, you know, you see the commercial where when you get one order, that's exciting. When you get 100,000 orders, it's a little less exciting. <laughs> What's your big check mark uh, you want to check off through this program? Through this program, um, obviously being able to export our product, mm-hmm. um, but also to look at other opportunities outside of the state to share, you know, Hawaii with other parts of the U.S. even by way of um, maybe opening a little shop here or there, you know, and Maybe it's it's just in pockets where there are other Hawaii people right. mm-hmm. that reside. Now, you mentioned that there was going to be like a competition coming up or some kind of a pitch. When is that going to happen? The April 27th. Oh, All right. Okay. Well, we'll probably okay. it's It's open that. to the public. You can get tickets online, manaapawaii.com. I'm sure Mele will be coming on the show <laughs> to tell us about that. So tell us where we can find more information about your specific companies. Um, you can find us online, mamalani.com. And HawaiianPaiko.com. Very good. Yeah, and uh, it's exciting 
to see these 10 companies really kind of take it to the next level. <laughs> Mahalo. Thanks for having us. Okay, uh, Mele Kalama Kingma founded uh, Mamalani, and of course, Jan Hori started Hawaiian Pie Company. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week and we'll learn about a cakey business plan competition. And of course, if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong, and you can catch us here every Wednesday on HPR One. And of course... You stay safe, and we will see you here next week for another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. This you will recall.